0: So Father Gary's in uh, California, the ordination of Father James in the first mass today. And I want to talk about time and the way the church shapes time. It uh, encourages us to live our time with faith because all time is a, a gift from God. Uh, in the fourth century, uh, St. Athanasius wrote, the 50 days from... The Sunday of the Resurrection to Pentecost Sunday are celebrated in joy and exultation as one feast day, as one great Sunday. Even before Athanasius, in the earliest stages of the development of our, our faith, uh, every eighth day was a day of celebrating the resurrection and Easter. You know, the Jewish day of rest was the Sabbath. That was their day for church or synagogue. We're not Sabbath people. We're days of the Easter, the first day of the week, the resurrection. And uh, so I've heard heard long ago that about that tradition of every Sunday and Easter. What really struck home for me was when I was on a sabbatical in the in the Holy Land. And, on a Saturday evening, several of us went to the, the Holy Sepulchre, this wondrous, mysterious uh, combination of chapels and holy spaces. They have the, the, uh, the, the tomb of the resurrection, and then you have the Calvary as well. And the main kind of chapel is the one that the Orthodox use. And on a Saturday evening, several of us went probably about 10 o'clock, about 10.30, uh, the, preparing for their 11 o'clock Easter, service which they have every week uh, somebody went around with incense probably a deacon cleansing the facility and most of our friends left but a couple of us stayed there and I just stayed the whole time on the up above on the, in Calvary my father had died a, a year before that and uh, so there we were and uh, about 11 o'clock their weekly service started it ended about 1:30 and it sounded from a distant, like an Easter vigil. Uh, and we do it once a year, every week, every Saturday night, they have that same service. And uh, another little detail, uh, you know, the, the notion of celebrating something not just one day, but for, in fullness, a full week. And so that tradition of the octave, and the uh, octave of Easter, uh, each day, is a solemnity, which is the highest kind of status of a, of a day in, in our calendar. So to give you a sense of, of the ranking, uh, you know, some days there's like Tuesday, there's no saint and it will be an ordinary time. So it's kind of nothing special. And then Friday is the memorial of Marcellinus and Peter. They're mentioned in the first Eucharistic prayer, early Roman martyrs. Um, they're of note, but it's it's an optional memorial. You can use that mass or just the mass of, of Sunday. Well, Thursday is the day of Justin Martyr, another even earlier martyr, and uh, his day is a memorial, an obligatory memorial. So the mass that day, we will say the prayers related to Justin. Uh, Wednesday, the 31st, is a feast of the visitation of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the, the second glory, a joyful mystery. So we have those different stages, an optional memorial, memorial, a feast. Well, I want to talk about five solemnities, which is the, the higher ranking. It's a way of the church telling us, pay attention. This is something important. Give it time. Let it work on you. And so there's, you know, I mean, encourage you to be, uh, giving time to these five solemnities to try to see them in relationship to one another and particularly in relation to the central mystery of our faith, what we call the Paschal Mystery. To Easter, to Holy Week, to the Triduum. Of those five solemnities that come one after another, the first was last Sunday, the Ascension. It's a precise day, is on the 40th day of Easter because in the Acts of the Apostles, uh, Luke tells us that after, during 40 days, the Lord appears to his disciples, then he finishes his mission. He ascends into heaven, where the head is gone, we hope to follow. That leaves us nine days, if you think of Thursday, before Pentecost Sunday. The, the disciples, the church was gathered in prayer. That's the original novena. Every novena that we have you know, kind of copies what the church did at the beginning. Mary, and the apostles and then today is the second of those solemnities the 50th day of Easter uh, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and it's enriching to realize how sometimes in ancient buildings you know one layer is from one age and then they build upon them Uh, that's also the case in our liturgy Uh, the Jewish tradition has three most important feasts during the year They're solemnities and they are uh, pilgrimage feasts. So if possible you wanted to get to Jerusalem for the week of each of those. The first is Passover uh, early spring harvest, commemoration of the crossing of the Red Sea, entering into freedom out of slavery. The uh, second of those is Shavuot uh, the Feast of Weeks and it was the late spring harvest of wheat and it would be the commemoration of the receiving of the law on Mount Sinai. The third would be in the autumn celebrating the, the grape harvest. And so yeah, we have those layers and this uh, feast today is an utterly important one and as St. Athanasius told us it's all Easter Sunday like one day these 50 so we enter in tomorrow into ordinary time, yet it's not quite ordinary because there's three more solemnities, which I think of as sort of encores. We didn't get enough of them. Uh, you know, just think of the Triduum and Holy Week and and uh, what God has revealed to us. That there was a felt need to go back and savor what we'd experienced and deepen it. And the first of those is next Sunday. the Sunday of the most holy trinity. So if you think of all that the church had experienced, the disciples, what it tells us about God and the, the wondering they must have had, God is one, we've always known that, but how does that work? Jesus, who we have known, son of God, what's his relation to the Father? And this outpouring of God, what we call the Holy Spirit, how does that fit together? And so there it might be a good time to spend time with the creed, to ponder it, to, to probe it, to try to deepen your understanding and your ownership of the creed, or a very carefully crafted statement of our faith, of what, what is most important. And then following that, there's, there's a feast that's set properly on Thursday. We move it to Sunday. It's called Corpus Christi, but it's really, in its origin, a, a return to Holy Thursday. So if you kind of remember, so much was happening. We had uh, the, uh, the, you know, the uh, washing of the feet and the, you know, the mass and then the Eucharistic procession and adoration. But we stopped and we had to get ready for Good Friday. So it's a return to Holy Thursday, Corpus Christi, to deepen that. Understanding of the mystery of what Christ did at the Last Supper, taking bread, feeding us with his own body. And then the last of these five uh, uh, solemnities is the Friday following that Corpus Christi Sunday. We move it to Sunday. It's the Sacred Heart of Jesus. It's a return to Good Friday to try to appreciate the love and the life that was poured out upon us on the church out of the pierced side of the Savior on the cross. So five solemnities. We go tomorrow to ordinary time, but it's really not quite ordinary. Well, today is Pentecost. Uh, we want to try to appreciate its relationship to Easter, to the resurrection, at the uh, handoff of the mission of Jesus to himself. And the protagonist in the mission of Jesus is the protagonist of the Acts of the Apostles and of our lives as well. Uh, If you note the gospel today, uh, the first reading from Acts is the one we're most familiar with. The church gathered after nine days of prayer after the ascension is ready and the Spirit is poured out upon them. They go forth and preach and the church begins to grow. Well, the gospel today is another Pentecost moment. It's read, we read it, uh, a longer section around it, on the eighth day of Easter, what we call Divine Mercy. And uh, it was, uh, well, (coughs) it was set on the evening of that first day of the week. So on Easter Sunday, we had the Gospel in the morning, uh, rumors that the tomb was empty, and Mary comes to Uh, to the Apostles, and they, Peter and John, run, and they, they see it's empty, and they start puzzling. Well, here we are just a few hours later, on that second Sunday of Easter, and we hear this Gospel on the evening of that first day of the week. The disciples were fearful, behind locked doors. Jesus appeared, shalom, peace. He shows them his hands and his side, and he says, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. And then he breathed on them. And the word for breath, uh, wind, spirit is the same in Hebrew. He breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. It's John's version of Pentecost set on Easter Sunday itself. Receive the Holy Spirit whose sins you forgive are forgiven them. This coming Thursday, uh, Archbishop Sample will be coming to St. Edward's for the celebration of confirmation with a large group of young people. It will be a joyous occasion. I encourage you to come if you can and be engaged in prayer for our young people. Prayer especially for one who will be missing. His name is Victor Andre Cortes Andrade. He was almost 17, a junior at McNary across the way. Uh, With his two sisters, he was preparing for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in confirmation. Last Sunday, early in the morning, he was in a car accident and he died on Monday. So special prayers for that young man, Victor Andre and uh, for his family. Yesterday morning we had a funeral mass. Uh, the burial will be this afternoon at your local Claggett Cemetery. Prayers also for our young people throughout the church, but especially those to be confirmed here today. For all of us, the prayer of the church on this day, the 50th day of that one day of Easter, come Holy Spirit, Come beni sante spiritus, we need God. We need the power poured out from above the Holy Spirit. We need grace, light, consolation, cleansing, healing, sanctifying.